Okay, you managed to get the cork on the, the tube as you're running out the door, packing your leather. Well, as they've rushed out first, you can't rush out before them, so Werner uh, will go as soon as he can. Xander is following after Issa. You rush outside, and the night is almost upon you. The only thing that's lighting up the area now is the the brightness of the the tear in the middle of the courtyard that's casting now ominous shadows from the tents that are sort of waving as the tents move in the breeze but the tents themselves are also to some extent taut from the uh, the the gravity that's being uh, applied to you know, some of the, the the ropes and the fabric themselves you rush past the tents uh, between an old abandoned well and a building off, an old building off onto your left, which looks like it's been um, uh, converted into um, an open feed uh, shed for uh, various animals, but no animals are currently existing in there. It's um, gated up with um, a fence and and some wire and there's some gates in there but you run up the the stone pathway and into the next area where there's another courtyard up to the large double heavy set doors that are currently wide open and you enter <laughs> the main building of the castle is 1915 and the world is at war. Middle Europa was an empire already pulling itself to pieces long before they made their grab for power that started it all. Eight states held tenuously together by their Kaiser, who seeks to return his nation to its former glory. The Western nations took notice. Led by the Kingdom of Lions, they opposed Middle Europa and their allies, leading to the Great War. Millions have met their deaths in the endless tide of mud and blood and bullets and toxic gas, but the war that chewed them up and spat out their bones shows no sign of slowing down. In the midst of this obvious devastation, a more subtle threat has also emerged. Slivers of creeping dread needle those with the ability to notice them. The world that is at war is changing in ways it shouldn't. Ways it shouldn't be able to. Events are undone, overwritten, continuity is warping, and if nothing is done, reality itself could be at risk. As the struggle for power overlaps with the struggle to preserve reality, loyalty and duty may be called into question, pitted against serving the greater good, or even just surviving. This is the world of Carbon Gray.
which is dark inside. You can't hear the sounds of any screaming or running. Uh, the building itself is um, a solid wooden structure. Um, fancy tapestries uh, line the walls, as well as rugs that are on the floor. There's a place where, perhaps at one stage, there was a heavy set table as the marks of its years of wear remain on the floor. Um, but there's definitely there's no lights within this building itself. And as you enter the building... That we're in? From the same building that you heard. Oh, that we heard it coming from before. Hmm. So before you is a hallway that leads with open doorways on the left and right and a big arch that's sort of halfway down the hallway. Looks like the first door on the left and right, both opposite each other, uh, lead into separate rooms. Okay, then he will stick his head in one of the doors and round. And the right one looks like it was a... Uh, possibly a uh, bedroom at one stage, but it's being converted to house a single uh, bunk. Does that look lived in? The bunk looks like it's been recently slept in. Um, there's several tables and chairs that have been stacked up and stored in here, as well as uh, some cabinets. Does it look like uh, a child's room? No. Okay. No. It looks like it's, um, it may have been the master bedroom at one stage of this, uh, chateau's life. It's a fairly large room, but it is a, a square room, uh, solid walls. Again, uh, there's various tapestries that are held hanging on the walls. But right now he'll guard the hallway. All right. Where's Issa going? Uh, she's outside. She's in the hallway, just looking to see what Xander's doing in the room he was going into. And she's listening to see if she can hear anything in this building. Nothing. Then she's going to start looking around for stairs that go down. You don't see anything on through the left door, which looks like a living room. Okay. She will continue on. Opening doors, looking for stairs. The second door on the left uh, opens up into a kitchenette sort of area. Beyond that is a hallway or a doorway that leads out into a hallway and... Straight ahead on the south wall is a doorway, an open doorway that leads out onto a hallway. You notice right just uh, past the open doorway, uh, stairs that lead down. All right. She will turn back to see what everyone else has been doing as she's just been throwing doors open and leaving them open as they're not what she's looking for and moving along. Either would have been following the sound. You think the sound came from the living room where there are some couches that have been moved around, some stacked up, a couple of uh, lounge chairs, um, a coffee table. There's a chandelier in the middle of this room that's sort of swinging slightly. What's Sander doing? Uh, Sander's going to follow you, following Isa, looking... Who was looking for stairs going down? Doesn't want you running off too far. Because last time that happened, uh, things didn't go so great. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not his fault at all. Oh. Okay, well, seeing that he's following her, she will call out so that the other two who are doing who knows what are aware. 
and say, I'm going downstairs. And he will head in the direction that Issa is. And as you turn around and say that, the door in front of you, as Xander is about to step through it, slams shut. So door shut between me and Xander. Yep. And I'm now where? You're on the side where the stairs go down, and Xander's in the hallway with everyone else in the hallway. Excellent. She will stare at the door as it has slammed, and that is unusual behavior for a door to do by itself. Xander will also check out the slam door. He will follow behind. Does Xander have a reaction to a door slamming in his face? Uh, he is going to stand there, stunned for a few seconds. Are you okay over there? I am fine. There's someone laughing downstairs. I told you this could be a trap. A trap set by a child who's laughing downstairs. A trap set by something that sounds like a child. Be careful. She's going to try and open the door. You tried the door and the door is locked. I can be as careful as I want. I still can't get out. I can try and shoot off the door handle if that would help. He will head in that direction. Rifle up. Okay. You see a stove and um, a line of uh, cupboards that has a kitchen sink. And off over at the other end of the kitchen is a doorway that leads out. Looks like um, a bathroom and another hallway. Um, But on the left, uh, just before the door, is you see uh, like a pantry and the pantry door just edges shut quite quickly but just noticeable and he will move over but not up to the door crouch down aiming at the door and you do that and that's where I will stay for the just immediate I guess Issa's gonna go down the stairs because she can't get out yep Xander hears the sound of footsteps heading down some wooden stairs I'm going to assume you're far enough away that this won't hit you and Xander will pull out his pistol and aim it at the doorknob. He will sigh and continue walking. Xander is going to point it at the doorknob, close his eyes and turn away. Turn away? And and fire at the doorknob without moving his hand. Loud gunshot. Isa is downstairs and the sound sort of gets absorbed by the walls and the hum of the rift that's down in the basement. You're now in the basement. The the whole area is uh, lit with a bright reddish pinkish glow. She's going to examine the basement and look around. There's instruments that are set up around the the rift on various carts. There's uh, uh, walls that are lined with bottles of wine. But there is no one down here. There's no one down there. Um, she'll wander over, take a look at the instruments, take a look at the rift itself. And the rift is definitely a lot larger than the last time you saw it. Hmm. Okay, she wants to... Uh, I guess she'll pull out her thaumatrope and start spinning it and look at that and see if she sees anything. Normally what it is in real life is a little disc on a string and it's got a a picture on each side 
And the most common one would be a bird on one side and a cage on the other, so that when you're spinning it, it looks like the bird's in the cage. It's in the cage, yeah. yeah. But this, I guess, would not have pictures of a bird and a cage. I mean, if she doesn't see anything with that, she doesn't see anything with that. She's just going to try it. You look around and it's spinning around and you're holding it up close to your eye and then suddenly in front of you there is a large spectral shape and that's the last thing you remember. The lock itself, you destroy the mechanism and with a, a forceful so leaning up against the wall the door opens with his ears still ringing he'll turn back to the others I got the door open we should follow after her Xander will go down the stairs yeah Xander will head down as well Xander will not uh, on the floor of the basement Isa is lying collapsed in a heap with her thaumatrope next to her Theater will pick her up and bring her to the living room and put her on the couch alright before you do that the last thing you remember was like this icy touch on the on your forehead that sort of sent a shockwave through your entire body and knocked you unconscious and you're now above the castle looking over it and there's men in uh, along uh, the walls uh, patrolling uh, men are milling about and there's some men that are standing guard over near the rift which is now starting to appear in the courtyard and it's started to rain and just as the rain starts the area over the top of the where the rift is rift is appearing in the courtyard uh, the rain is sort of getting sucked into the rift and a spectral figure appears and no one seems to notice but you and you sort of cry out but no one hears you all of a sudden a man drops and gets dragged towards the rift and another and then other men race and grab their guns and they start shooting and the bullets find their mark but most of the bullets get sucked into the vortex that is the rift Mm. And as you hover over the castle, you're forced to watch the desperation of all 60 men as one by one they get dragged into the depths that is the reddish-pink glow of the rift. Alright, I return to normal unconsciousness. And you are now normally unconscious. Unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I unconscious you. <laughs> All right. The doctor grabs Isa and runs upstairs. Yep. And you take her into the living room. Yeah. Xander's going to follow back up. You didn't see the spectral figure, right? No. Okay. Uh, actually, so he'll take a quick look around the room. You notice a clear, viscousy fluid on the ceiling of the cellar. The roof of the cellar. The door to the pantry opens, and you see the fresh face, the fresh, terrified face of a young man, dressed in a military uniform, and a woman, young 
female, possibly in her uh, late 20s, with long black hair, wearing rounded glasses and a long white lab coat, huddled into the back corner of the pantry. I do not lower my rifle. Do not move. Keep your hands where I can see them. Yep, Peter, you're... you may as well work on making a medical roll on Issa. That's what I say. His main concern would be the unconscious child in front of him. Um, you use some smelling salts on her, but it's quite obvious that she suffered some sort of um, injury. <laughs> some sort of injury. <laughs> that made her unconscious. <laughs> Everyone goes and goes, so what's the matter? The doctor says, well, I have determined she is unconscious. Injured and unconscious. Well, was, but she's not now. She's less unconscious than she was before. Oh, all right. You're not entirely sure, but yeah, she's coming around. But as Issa starts to wake up, she is extremely groggy and has... Uh, if she's never had a migraine before, she's now she's now having a migraine. Um, uh, where is everyone? Van is in the basement. I don't know where's the other. He needs to leave the basement now. He, um... And there are four. There are four of them. There's four of the... Um... Things. Just lay here for now. No, no, no. We have to leave, but I can't think. But it's... There's four of them, and... They killed everyone. After that, in the kitchen, you notice the private. He puts his hands up. Do not shoot, do not shoot. We are part of the investigation team. Name, rank, serial number. My name is Private Xander Baptiste. Serial number 1183. The four line? She is Dr. K. Farak. Can she not speak for herself? Can you not see she is frozen in fear? And she is shaking almost uncontrollably. He keeps the carbine in the crook of his arm because they're the, the smaller one is what it is. Mm-hmm. And he's holding it. And he doesn't take it off them, but he points at the table. Sit. Put your hands on the table. Don't move. No, no, no. I'm not going out, says the doctor as the private sort of steps out with his hands still raised. Cans of food fall onto the floor initiative as the private steps out of the pantry just above him appears a ghostly bluish figure of a female that hauntingly screams at you as ectoplasm a clear viscousy fluid appears in the wall where it appears flies at you. So he sees it. It lets out that unearthly scream and charges at him. But luckily he was already basically 
very close to aiming in its direction anyway. And he snaps up a little out of reflex more than anything and fires off a single round. And it's not far away from him when the round must penetrate whatever form it has. And it goes over him and slams into the shelving behind him, sending cans and a puff of flour as the bag breaks and it's screeching and thrashing. And then it screams back across the room past the private and the woman and disappears in the wall, leaving a trail of clear goo sliding down the wall. Very good. Theodore will run to the gunshots and draw his pistol. You actually, unless you're waiting, you don't hear those gunshots because at the exact same time as you hear screaming from the uh, room, uh, from the kitchen, a haunting appearance of a elderly male figure lunges through the wall of the living room at you and it's also squealing it's got its mouth wide open as it lurches towards you He will shoot it. So Peter was about to run into the room as he was grabbing his gun and he hears it come out of the wall behind him. He quickly 180s and shoots around off directly in the chest of it. As it precipitates. As it precipitates? <laughs> it's raining now? Yep. With all that plasma and... <laughs> oh, well, that's a good description. It starts precipitating into the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gooey, viscousy Oh no! A spectral body appears up through the ground at your feet and goes to try and pull you into the solid depths that is the earth and the basement floor. It looks like an old, haggard lady and at times a young, beautiful woman as it's appearance changes constantly it screams at you as it lunges towards your legs is that and he will try and fire his pistol at it so as the screaming banshee like thing tries to claw at him he screams and pulls out his highborn defender uh, and points it square in where the forehead of the creature should be and fires off two quick rounds uh, into its forehead and it disintegrates into a goo of ectoplasm against the floor. Very good. Isa? Then Isa is running for the kitchen. You groggily get to your feet in yeah, the okay. world. She's maybe spins. more stumbling her way to the kitchen. Yeah. And you stumble into the kitchen, seeing the cavalryman um, aiming his gun at, a, at the pantry, where a young private is stepping out. He's got his hands raised, and he's darting, sort of like moving 
backwards towards where you are, the door, and inside the pantry is the uh, the young uh, doctor that you saw in your vision. In a very groggy sort of way, attempt to explain to Werner what is going on. Because <laughs> she's very concerned about getting someone to understand what's happening. So she has just made her way into the kitchen. She sees him standing there, and she's going to start sort of rambling about... There's... There's the four apparitions, and they're dragging people into the rift. And they... Everyone, everyone, they dragged them, and... I don't... I don't know why. Not quite everyone. There's these two, and I have met one of your apparitions. It is most displeased with lead. I... I see. Uh, don't let them touch you. I don't advise it. I had considered that a unwise move. And I guess if that's all she can do, that's all she does. Oh, the young doctor looks out and around, and noticing that the uh, there's more people in here than there are ghostly anomalies. She jumps up, knocking food and cans over, and she starts to bolt out of the kitchen. Where are you going? And the private turns, the private turns and starts to run after her. And say, Wait! He goes to grab her and misses. She's going to get herself killed, or worse. I don't know. I do not know either. We have this one who is more than likely to shoot himself, and now that one is running. What were they shooting at? Who was shooting at... what? There was more than one gunshot. I... oh, um... Peter shot one, I think. And Xander? I don't know where he is. Why would they not be? Doctors can found everything. And he goes for the front door. Issa, or where they Issa, ran. Well, Issa could probably see because they ran past her. What did she see? You, you turn to see a pair of female legs getting dragged up into the, the sky. She will point and yell about this. She's, uh, it has her, I think, I think my head well on his turn Werner will be running for the front door and taking aim and firing a shot as you get uh, get outside the the private is deflated and he's looking up and he's like, and she's probably a good 15 20 feet up in the air now being dragged by this female specter of a ghost He runs outside, he sees her squirming and trying to get away from it, and she's being held, and he takes aim carefully, and he goes to squeeze the trigger, but she sort of twists and he thinks he's going to put the round through her, so he releases his pressure on the trigger, squeezes it again, he's getting worried, it's getting too far away, and just as it's getting close to where he's really not confident it's going to be a great shot he has little to lose at that point so he fires there's a wet slap as the round hits the apparition and it 
spins around in a large circle as it's screeching and bits of it are starting to come away from its form and it just can't keep itself together until it fades and it's gone. He turns around and looks at Issa and then the doctor crashes into the ground behind him. And Issa stares slightly stunned at the doctor who has fallen from the sky and then will make her way over to try and see if the doctor is all right. Sander will reload his gun and run back up stairs. The doctor lands with a thud, as was described, and oh no, lays there motionless for a second. As the the pain of realizing that she's landed, that she's compound fractured bones, and the ectoplasm from the spectre falls on top of her, and as she takes a deep breath to scream in even more pain, her face starts to melt, the clothes start to burn on her body. The glasses that were on her face slide off and fall to the ground, looking in the direction of the front doorway of the building that you guys are in. And the private, white as a ghost, runs. Where? Running is what got you into this mess. Isa, who had been walking, like, towards the doctor to see if she was alright, is now staring at her, horrified. Then he's running towards where he last heard the screams, where he thinks people might be. You're not sh- quite sure whether what is in the ground is human anymore. It certainly doesn't resemble anything human. It's not my fault. Well, he will go out the front door then and avoid the ectoplasm. Quietly say a prayer to her and that he was sorry. Not that he feels responsible. He didn't feel he had any other choice, but... That was not the outcome he was trying to go for. East is still just staring at the body. Verna doesn't know what else to do, so a paper bag of gumdrops gets offered to Issa. And she will look up at him, and she's quite clearly trying her best to stay composed, and she's going to say, you shot that one, and Peter shot one, but there were four. I had shot I believe the other one was wounded. I do not know about the fourth. He killed one in the basement. Sander says, walking out. That is three and one very wounded. It might not be dead. Where would we locate it? I don't know. It came out of the rift. Would it if it went back to the rift, it could stay there for who knows how long. How do we close the rift? I don't know. You, Xander. This is meant to be your area of expertise as well. This supernatural nonsense. Look, I I know a bit, but I, I don't really know how to close a rift. Um, that's kind of her department. I can try... Well, I think you need to think of something. And he waves the 
the gun at him, not the barrel pointing at him, but this, this is what I understand. Trenches, mud, rage. This, pointing at the dead doctor. I have no idea what this is. They sent me here to find out what happened to everybody, and I don't know. What do I tell them? That they were taken by these weird apparitions? How do I, how do, I do that? They would think I'm mad. But if this is what we're faced with, then we have to do something. I can't shoot the rift. What about those grenades that we picked up in the previous mission? But is the rift affected by, by physical damage like that? I don't know. I can't close it. You, you might be able to, with a controlled blast, could close it, maybe. I have two grenades. You have whatever you have. It will take me some time, but there is supplies here. It will be a bit of a... dirty bomb. Won't be the most... elegant of explosive devices. But I don't know where to put it. The positioning of it, how we're going to get close. I felt this weird sensation when they first showed up. How do we get close to the rift without getting sucked into it? I could probably do that. Are you sure? Or is that you speaking because you're unhappy with what happened to the, the doctor here? Xander walks up beside her and grabs her hand. Looks confused. I... Verna goes to leave to scout out what he needs to make the bomb, but he will say, Doctor, I am requiring you and possibly Xander to be keeping attention for the last of the spectres. As far as we know, the last one was wounded. Or as wounded as such a creature could be. I will not be able to be easily defending myself while I am building this in case it comes back. It or not. He's just sort of muttering to herself. And I don't know how closely Xander is listening, so I don't know if he hears what it is or not. He's fairly close, but he he's not really hearing her. Oh, okay. Then he doesn't know what. She seems to be repeating the same thing over and over. And he comes back, and it has a big box of stuff. There's a grenade on top that's taped down. While all this is happening, you hear the sound of an automobile start up. So you set the... The makeshift device, demolitions device up into yep. the basement of the building. Yep. And... An ammo crate that's now packed with powder and other things. Yep. Bits of grenades and shells and incendiaries and all sorts of things with a grenade on top. When we unscrew this and pull it, we run. Okay. We don't walk. We don't take our time. We don't enjoy the sights. We don't admire the architecture. We run. This boom will be much bigger than the grenade. You give yourself enough time, you click the fuse, you bolt out of the building as fast as you can, and there's a horrendous explosion as the building collapses in, collapses in on itself.
tower, the bell tower that was set at the top crashes down into the building and a trench full of dirt piles in along the courtyard. The rift and shrink and move and almost topple out of view from from the courtyard and disappears into the ground. And we don't know if it's gone? You're pretty sure it's gone. Okay. Good with the ambiguity. You can never be truly sure that it's gone. Looks at Xander. Well, is it closed? I... He would not know. So he turns back to Issa. Is it closed? I think so. No, when you say think. I think it is, but there is no way to be certain unless we dig and get back to the source of where it began and check there. For you, the power of the rift was surging at the point when all that stuff happened and then the explosion. You felt as if the rift was had dissipated. (laughs) 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 The rift faded away. Okay. You don't really sense that anything's wrong, but only time will tell. Do you think if the rift is closed that the unfriendly beastie could exist in this area without it? I highly doubt it. I do not think it could for long. Good. I think the rift is gone. We have a long drive back. Do we have a drive back? It sounded as though... He did not have my khakis. What are you going to tell your... Whoever is in charge happened to the people here? That they are gone? And for... A true understanding of what happened, he should contact the Order. See. Which I imagine he won't do, but if he did, I'm sure they will not tell him much. They might, they might not. They do lots of things that don't make sense. Like keeping him around. And she points at Xander. I can be helpful sometimes. The Carbon Grey role-playing game is published by Magnetic Press. Starring SPG as Peter, Shadow as Xander, Ghost as Werner, Emily as Isa, and Raven Insane as the Storyteller. Sounds and music are from Sirenscape and Epidemic Sound. Thanks very much for listening. There's a hole and weird aspirations. Aspirations. (laughs) They had weird aspirations. And it led to their deaths. Yes. <laughs> they, had, they had aspirations of. God damn it, I had it until then. <laughs>